Hello, and welcome back to Kinda, Sorta, Unfiltered. If you hear noise in the background, it's Tulu. I She's watching some anime. Or it's Monique. She's just making noise. Or it's Amisa, who might be dead. Only God knows. I've been silent for way too long. But they are here because the land has been barren for a little while now. And, okay, realistically, for a long time. And I might be a little awkward trying... That's not funny. And I might be a little awkward trying to get myself back into the whole recording thing. But I I couldn't record again until I I felt more like myself. Physically, it just was not going to happen. So here I am, back again, your host and resident slacker next door, Nevada Claxton, still teetering the very fine line between losing my mind in lockdown and being okay with the way life's playing out lately. For those of you who don't do it, or uh, don't do it alone, writing, editing, designing, the whole shebang, The process of getting an episode out is a lot of work, and for ages I was truthfully just lacking the creativity and the emotional energy to record anything much more to, as of this moment, edit the episodes I recorded last year, which is bad, I I know. But we'll get there. We'll, We'll eventually. Hopefully. So I made a deal with myself, agreed that I would slowly bring myself back into it all, starting with an episode that needs little to no editing. Hopefully. Hopefully little to no edit. I've, I recorded a version of this earlier and then I screwed up. So I tried to edit it and it wouldn't let me. And, and now it's nearly 1am and I'm back doing this again. And um, this wasn't, this is, this is, this was not the plan, but we'll make it work. I refuse to re-record this after. So if it never comes out, it never comes out. I refuse. It's, I refuse. I refuse. But here it is. An episode based on the fact that 2021 started off with A little tour from 2020, like siblings showing each other around at summer camp. And like, what did I expect? Instant change? No. But we were two weeks in. Two weeks in. And it was already like living in some budget VR version of American Horror Story. You know what season I'm talking about. The one that gets political, with all the murderous clowns and blue-haired Evan Peters. Yeah, that one. I used to think TV shows eerily coincided events. Or that maybe 
The Simpsons really was just predicting the future and sneaking into the Fox writer's room and giving myself a happy ending was just the way life was going to have to be. But truly, the reality is both politically and on a human level, we need to stop asking ourselves if writers can actually predict the future and whether or not we created ourselves a nightmare world beyond parody. Like we are living in a horror movie right now. But that's a rabbit hole for another day. That that's just gonna be tackled another day. Cause if it's not, I'll I'll cry. I'll I'll cry. I'll cry. You know, recently it's been kinda of quiet around here. A little less quiet in my head, but point stands, I don't have much to pick issue with. And it's been like that since the end of last year. It was hectic around November. The The highlight was Ariana's birthday. Her present was me learning how to play Never Be Alone and, and performing it in the living room. And she cried and it was officially the best thing I'd done in like four months. Good old Christmas played out the same way it has every year since I turned 11. Like the, there was, it was, there was nothing different. Same, same old, literally the same old. I spent Boxing Day alone though, which was actually new. I, I don't think I've ever really spent a Boxing Day alone in my room before. I love how you guys have not said anything to make me feel better about how sad my life is right now. Nothing. No peep. You guys are just going to sit here in silence. And you're not talking to your viewers. Yeah, but I thought you'd chime in. I thought you'd, you'd interrupt me, no? Okay. New Year's Eve into January 1st was, was super good, though. You know, and, and until it felt a little off. I'm... I'm an absolute sucker for fireworks, if you didn't know. So so when my neighbors started going crazy with the light show, I, I ran outside, stood in my front yard, in tears, soaking up the cold air in my PJs, celebrating the fact I had survived all the previous year's lows. And and Tulu and Jeanette and Amisa and Monique were just on FaceTime to me on, on the other end. Heard all of it, saw all of it have a lot to say about all of it. Do you guys remember that? Huh? New Year's, New Year's Day, when I was just stood up outside in my neighborhood. I remember I'm not so that was crazy. Hearing person. all your excitement. Wow. Okay, sorry that my joy was crazy to you, Tulu. I remember hearing about your excitement. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was there to witness. I think you were there for like five seconds. Oh, you are, you are. Did you come after? Fireworks! Fireworks! I might have come after. It's fireworks! Runs outside. That's not funny. He's dog. Oh, <gasps> the dog! Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, Pluto! <laughs> that was a great while it lasted. 
<sighs> every everything after <laughs> everything after New Year's Eve. Everything after January first. Everything everything after like twelve oh eight midnight. <laughs> well, that loss not going to be The universe was like curveball. Here's some unexpected change. Here's some stuff you're not gonna like. And I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I could feel it during my New Year's moment. I could feel it for weeks before, and I did nothing. I did nothing about it. Complete transparency. I think I'm burnt out. You think? Shut up. And for the first time ever, I don't think it's been caused solely by working all the time. For the first time ever, I think my personal life has gotten way more than the best of me. And it's something I should have addressed way back before the new year. And I didn't. Mm. Shut to Lou. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going to (laughs) fight. I ignored it. She wanted interaction. I ignored it like I do with most things and it became a problem. When I was when I was trying to write the podcast script for the December 4th episode that I never recorded, I wrote about being exhausted, about not including any guests and needing a moment alone. Ironically, in my own Simpsons writer's room moment, I quote unquote predicted my own my own brief period of of losing my cool yeah let's call it that (sighs) the episode titled take it or leave it was supposed to be my way of openly saying that i had been giving a lot more than i felt like i was receiving at that point in time and when i had to give some of what was going out unconditionally to others to myself the feedback I was receiving was not only loudly vocal and unwarranted but there was unsatisfaction with how much I was giving and that it wasn't enough and that my reasoning wasn't valid because the pandemic and life itself weren't really an excuse to just disappear or to need time or to really just be worse off than I was you know pre- coronavirus and in my moment of pure frustration nothing felt more honest than saying this is all i've got deal with it or please leave and at the time i kind of felt like everyone assumed since i was taking a year off and lacked the school workload monique stopped moving i i should have been more equipped to deal with life and problems, but also have nothing to complain about because I lacked essays and lectures and classes and therefore no responsibilities. And and someone even remarked that I was as free as a bird at some point. And honestly, I am. If that bird is 
caged. And a little sleep deprived. And low key flying into the wall every two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As free as a bird. You know, it. it's a given that I, I don't have it as tough. I don't have to teach myself my degree or move accommodation 48 times or, or make new friends in a pandemic. I try not to kill myself over a late submission. But it's still an overwhelming time. And that's why after two weeks of university I left. I should have taken the year to begin with because I was dying towards the end of sixth form. Like, 75% of you saw those cafeteria meltdowns. It was not cute. I needed a break, and I pushed myself to go and leave, to be miserable and leave, which I, I, I know is a privilege in itself, because not everyone had the chance to do the same thing. But I think many times, everyone forgets why I needed this time, and, and how crucial it is to me to get this time, so I can actually get back outside when things settle, and, and I feel like that's totally been forgotten over the last quarter of the year, which it, it is fine, because like everyone has their own stuff going on. But in, in my moment, I thought about a friend who instead of disappearing in lockdown number 3,207, disappeared in the first. She dipped unexpected, unexpectedly to deal with her own stuff didn't say or explain, just did what she needed, and I reflected on the fallout, the way in which we all acted about it, completely forgetting that she was in pain because we could only feel ours and because we only talked about ours, and I apologized to her, not only for not being there in the way I could have and should have, but for also not asking her questions, for not bombarding her with love the way I used to. Sometimes I am the toxic one and I'm I'm learning to accept that. Take it a day at a time, apologize for my mistakes and not my feelings. In recent weeks I've discovered that boundaries and not tolerating certain behaviors are the quickest methods to losing friends in 10 days. I've also learned that not being taken seriously when you set them the first time can cause you to lash out and then all you can do is accept letting those relationships go. A lot of times when you cut someone off they assume there's jealousy, animosity, or hate. But sometimes it's truly just indifference. Sometimes it's just too much of a contrast in mindset and values. Sometimes the other person's energy is training. And actually, sometimes a person is just plain old mean. There's no reason to have them around. Sometimes someone leaving a group chat or taking a break has nothing to do with you. Sometimes there's a lot more going on than, than you don't know about. And honestly, as hard as it is to remember, we've got to remind ourselves that we aren't the main character in other people's lives. I, I can, I can lower you down. I'm lowering you down. I, I, I can argue with you today 
and leave a group chat tomorrow. And believe it or not, it has nothing to do with you. Currently, I'm resurfacing after my disappearing act. I kind of did drop everything and, and vanish on most people. And I have got a lot of things to catch up on. But I can't be too hard on myself about it. I underestimated how constant human interaction would affect me. I'm a human being. A highly empathetic... Uh, highly empathetic... Why can I suddenly not say the what? I'm a human being. A highly empathetic person at that. And taking on the emotions of others, even if I don't intend to, you know, in addition to juggling my own stuff, that can be really hard, especially because I never really learned to say no. To put my foot down and not be pressured into projects and outings and socialization, because whether I want to admit it or not, I hate when other people control the narrative. I hate when people twist stories or run off with a whole lot of say when they know nothing at all or when moments I express my discomfort are turned into, well, now I see your true colors, despite how much I gave and how much went unreciprocated. When things go wrong, you immediately get blamed for all the bad and never for an ounce of good. And again, that is a rabbit hole for another day. That being said, one of my biggest fears is, is being compared to the people I've tried my hardest not to be like. I have an undying refusal to live in the shadow of characteristics I've fought tooth and nail to distance myself from. To be the complete opposite of the person people have made jokes about. The person people have no true expectations for. Only to realize, halfway through, in my very own starring role of this Greta Gerwig film, that I cannot spend the rest of my life criticizing and fighting and alienating parts of myself in the name of being everything that is in me. These very traits that I wear now on my sleeve, so many parts of me, the aspects I'm proud of, but mostly the ones I'm incredibly insecure about, have knowingly been used as the butt of jokes by people closest to me at no expense of theirs. And in my reflection period of, of hiding away in the time I took to build myself up and lay the foundation from scratch, I realized that asserting and defining myself didn't have to be in complete opposition or come at the cost of the details I loved the most. Didn't have to come at the cost of alienating a side of myself. I am Aaliyah. I am Nevada. I am one or the other and both at the same time. And sometimes I'm neither. I'm just a kid in her room would rather watch New Girl and find comfort in just Nick Winston Schmidt and Cece all day than exist on the outside world. And that's okay. Sometimes I'm tough. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm full of life and I can get everything done and I push myself too hard and some days I can't get out of bed and I'm going to take my three designated, you'll get back up soon, lazy days. Sometimes I'm nine again and I believe in philosophy and stoicism and I spend my moments taking quiet time and reading 
and meditating and sometimes I want to burn the whole world to the ground and positivity isn't an immediate option. Some days I hate myself with a burning passion. And other times I swear I could surpass the hottest being on earth and then I go back to hate myself two days later. I can be more than one thing at once. I can swear by spirituality and still believe in God. I can speak Spanish, code switch on you, and still relearn Sanskrit. I can, and I will, and if you've got an issue with that, please direct all complaints to P.O. Box 823, or in other words, the trash can in my kitchen. Passe lo que passe. It's out of my hands after that. Some days I can chat up a storm, and other days I just want to scroll through Twitter without having to answer anyone's text messages. But that doesn't mean I love you or care any less, because being kind is in every fiber of my being, even though sometimes I wish it wasn't. My inadequacies, my flaws, and differences aren't a liability. I do not have to overcome myself or them to fit someone else's mold. If I'm going to impress, if someone's going to love me, I don't want them falling for a person that wasn't even me to begin with. So bear with me, because I'm learning to apologize for the offense things can cause and not for my very valid emotions. But I really love me right now. This level of acceptance is me being realistic about my limitations, about not expanding my energy and, and chasing people and things that aren't and can't be. It's, it's me saying, take it or leave it, and in whichever you decide, I'm okay enough that I'll still be okay. You can be mad about it. I might wake up tomorrow and hate myself. We, we all know that's a very realistic possibility. But I'm late blooming. Slow do it all as usual, but always getting there. Still a mess. Always gonna threaten to show up naked if no one sends me a memo on how to dress. But healing. And treating myself the way I would a little kid in the kindest, most loving way possible so I can do the same for others around me. So to conclude this wonderfully discombobulated first episode back, I hope everyone's doing okay. That you drank water today and took a moment to be on your own. A second for peace. And if you haven't, go light a candle, play guitar, eat some pizza. Make yourself happy. Listen to the music from the episode playlist. Dance around for 22 minutes. 20 minutes of, of not taking life too seriously. And most importantly, go tell someone you love them. Even if you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have um, three annoying little gremlins on the <laughs> other end <laughs> of my phone. And maybe at this weird time, we might watch Malcolm and Marie or that anime Tulu hasn't turned off in like three weeks. And if no one's told you today, 
you're loved and you deserve to be here and things will get better, but nothing's ever perfect. So it's okay to scream. You know like kids do in the grocery store? Let's be realistic. A five-year-old in the grocery store throwing a tantrum, they have nothing to throw a tantrum. Okay, okay, they do. But at the same time, they don't. Okay? They're screaming, but I should be screaming. We should be screaming. Why are they screaming? It is me who should be screaming in the grocery store. Why does that make me want to cry? <laughs> Nothing's ever perfect. It's okay to scream. Tear it all down. Start over. It just... <laughs> Thank you for listening. For staying till the end if you have. It means the world to me. I love you all a million times over. And I hope you'll join me next week. Or should I say in a couple of days? Because I'm catching up on every episode I've missed. This is Nev signing out. Do you guys have anything to say? Bye and bye. Bye. I'm Vinique. That was Vinique. See you guys. <laughs> wow. So, so enthusiastic. I think Amisa's dead. Well, that's us. Peace out. Hasta luego. Deuces. Adios. <laughs>